Today's podcast is sponsored by Labyrinth Marketing, a strategic marketing and capability consultancy who strives to step change the growth of your brands, people, and agencies. We do that by helping you develop that long-term strategic direction that will step change your growth, but also help you to bring that to life through training, coaching, mentoring, and extra resource. Hello, and welcome to the Whole Marketer Podcast. podcast is an overview of the role of marketing capability and the difference between marketeers' required capability for the function or industry and their competency levels, but also looking at those key skills and the differences between those as may show up in different markets, whether that's consumer-facing or in any other industry. And in this case, we're going to discuss the pharmaceutical industry, given our guest background. Before I welcome today's guest, Denise, onto the podcast, let me just tell you what I believe is the difference between capability and competencies. Capabilities are the ability or power to deliver or produce an outcome. When we talk about marketing capability, we're usually referring to the capabilities of a marketing team or function as a whole and how they are collectively fulfilling the requirements of their roles to meet the goals and objectives for their function and for the organization. Competencies are key skills that we need to deliver and demonstrate at varying levels. For marketeers, this could be technical skills, soft skills, or leadership skills. Today's guest is Denise Dewar, digital marketing leader, a true believer in people and teams. She has 20 years plus growth experience in digital marketing, both in consumer and in healthcare supporting the growth and leading many great brands such as Jack Daniels, Glenmorangie, Ceratide, Trilegly, and Consentex. Curious by nature, thrives in stepping into the unknown to deliver strong commercial outputs. She's built and developed teams from 10 to 40 people, successfully launched and acquired brands, worked in most European markets, Japan, Canada, Asia, and South America made impact with the customer-centric digital evolution in pharma, utilizing her consumer experience by leading people and transformational work streams at GSK, gaining a platinum award for her work. Going on to head up the digital team, a new concept where they communicated directly to customers across all key European markets, Japan and Canada. This concept has also externally been benchmarked from the most advanced digital marketing concepts. I first met Denise when she was Head of Marketing Excellence at GSK. Denise, welcome to the Home Marketer podcast. Hi, Abby. Thanks very much for inviting me. It's great to be here. So as with the podcast, we always start with a big juicy question up front. And today's big juicy question, a nice generic big juicy question is, what do you see as the role of marketers today? So for me, the role of marketers is really the heart of an organization. So they really are the orchestrators of the cross-functional teams, bringing them together to deliver great plans that take the brand strategy straight through to execution with the customer very much at the center of that as well. But yeah, really important role within an organization. How do you think that's going to change in the future? So a lot of that will continue. But on top of that, the marketing organization will need to continually evolve and change and keep up with new trends, whether that be in platforms or new trends and ways that we should interact with our customers. And from doing that, they'll need to continue to be curious. So making sure that they continue to grow, they continue to learn, and they continue to look externally into other environments as well will be really critical for them. I couldn't 
agree more. I think being curious is one of the key skills that marketers need to possess. Not only just being curious around really understanding that deep-rooted emotional connection with our consumers and our customers by being curious about their behaviour and what they're doing. But as you say, being curious for themselves about what those new trends are and the new ways that we can approach and interact with our customers and consumers and staying abreast, as I like to call it, of the latest thinking and approaches. You know, I often say we don't necessarily have to adopt all of them, but we do need to be aware of what they are so we can make an informed decision. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Why do you think marketers find it such a challenge to stay abreast of the latest approaches, but also keeping that external viewpoint in mind? Well, it's it's so easy to get wrapped up in the day job. You know, I think a lot of our agendas now are back-to-back meetings. You know, we've got a lot of internal deliverables that we're all focused on. You know, you can be pulled from one end of the organisation to the next. So it really takes that conscious decision-making to say, look, it's important that I carve this time out. This is important time that I should be almost like putting in my own diary to say, right, what do I do to look externally? You know, what are the things I'm curious about that I should go and discover a little bit more on? Who should I go and have these conversations with? So yeah, we have to be responsible to take that time for ourselves, but it can be a challenge, particularly in today's world when, you know, there is so much internal dialogue and discussion going on. You're right. And I see so many marketeers feeling really overwhelmed by that breadth of role, as you described it there, being pulled from all ends of the organisation, delivering that day job, and trying to look out to the future and set that strategy, whilst also knowing that the profession is ever-changing and evolving and really carving that time out. Much easier said than done, I'm sure all listeners are thinking as we say that. I'm sure. And as someone who leads marketing excellence team, really thinking about how you grow and evolve the marketeers in your care and in your organisation, how would you define marketing capability? Yes, I mean, it's a really interesting, it's a brilliant question, actually, because a lot of the time when this question is raised, and even within some of the organizations I've seen, people jump to training. You know, they jump Mm. to like a learning thinking and and it's sort of minimized by that perspective. But for me, it's it's much bigger than that. And it encompasses, first of all, strategy within an organization, right? And within how your brand or your business fits into that overall company strategy. Is it really clear? Do you know how things connect? Do you know the destination of travel? So, you know, first of all, always starting with the strategy. The next piece for me is around the structure. And, you know, are the right people in the right place to allow you to deliver that strategy? And too often or not, we just think, well, there's the strategy, there's the team we've got, let's deliver. And sometimes it could be, you know, the wrong type of people. It could be a team that's too big. It could be a team that's too small. But you need to have that honest conversation with yourself and back to the organization around, does this structure fit the strategy that we're after? Which then logically brings me down to people within an organization. I'm a massive fan of people. I mean, I've seen people not believe in themselves and go on and deliver amazing things, right? So the power of people for me is a big passion that I have. But to make the best out of people, we need to understand where they are in the organization and how they connect into the strategy and structure that we have. And not just thinking, you know, people say marketing. We have this discussion around that marketing isn't just 
about people who have marketing within their titles. Marketing is how we behave within the business that we're in. And therefore, you know, the leaders in the organization have a role within that. You know, speaking specifically about healthcare, the, you know, the sector I'm in at the moment, the marketing people have a role within that, but so do the medics and so do, you know, the analytical teams. So how do we all connect not to be doing, you know, marketing as a function, but marketing as a mindset and how we actually deliver our business strategy. And then the last thing for me is the processes and, you know, how these underpin everything that we're doing. So whether that be the technological platforms that we have, whether that be the ways in which we work, all of those play a really critical role in marketing capability. And then the final one for me, which is often forgotten, but is massively valuable, is rewards within the business as well. How do we recognize our people? How do we take those moments in time where we just step step back and sort of congratulate ourselves for the progress that we're making? Because a lot of the time, you know, it's these small steps that make the difference. And we spend all of our time rushing and trying to move on, move on, move on. But really, you know, rewards is, you know, sort of circles around it and brings all of these elements together. So that's how we look at, you know, marketing capability is having that fully encompassed view. I love that. I was smiling and nodding as you were talking the whole way through because first of all, it's that clarity. And I think so many organizations lack the clarity outside of the marketing organization, also within it. That clarity about you know, truly where is the organization going as a whole with its vision, with its values, with its corporate goals. And I see so many marketers struggling to have the clarity on therefore what strategy they need to develop in order to deliver that because they haven't got that context. I loved what you were saying there around really thinking about the marketing mindset because marketing doesn't just live, as you said, in the marketing function. It lives in the whole organization. It is an orientation. It is a way of approaching business, which is keeping you know your customers and consumers at the heart. And I really love how you speak around the fact that all leaders need to embrace that and all leaders need to really understand that across all of the functions of the organization and thinking about the right structure and the right resource in order to deliver the strategy and not just trying to do what we can with what we've got, especially if we're trying to make step changes and growth. Thinking about the people within it so that they can achieve great things and the processes and the rewards. I'm just going, yes, 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 to all of that. A few of those things that you said there, Denise, I'd love to understand more. One is around the people within it and seeing those that have achieved greatness. What would you say is the commonality of those people and their ability to achieve greatness? That's a great question. Off the top of my head, it's the ability to collaborate, which is important. It's the clarity of mindset where, you know, they know where they're going and they're able to make decisions on that. I think this collaboration piece and the connectivity to the organization is, is critical as well because I've seen great people fail and it's because they're not connected and it's because they're not aligned and connected with the, the sort of leadership of an organization because we can come up with great ideas, but ultimately there's certain decision makers. And if you're not clear around who those decision makers are, then you could go off a tangent and not actually be connected to the organization. So I guess it's probably a few keywords for me are clarity around what you're trying to do, collaboration, and then connectivity back into the organization. And the connection back into the organization reminds me of what Pete Markey, CMO at Boots, was saying around the role of marketeers today is part scientist, part politician, Mm. part artist. And it is that part politician, isn't it? It's Mm. once you've had that great idea or you've developed that strategy or you've got 
something that you want to implement. It really is about having that connection and making sure that you are getting the buy-in, you are getting those leaders bought in so that those decision makers can give you the go to go ahead and do that ideas. And it's important, but also takes a lot of energy. You know, it's one thing to dream the dream, but it's a whole other thing to dream the dream and then get everyone to be bought into the dream and then also have to deliver the dream as well. And I think it's like, you know, as marketeers, we, we always need to go back to our basics. You know, even though our most important customer is our external customer, right? That's, a, that's effectively who we're here for. We still have internal customers. So mm. how do we get into their mindset? How do we understand what's important to them connected where we're going as well? So I would say really thinking about the skills we have to use from the external landscape, bringing that into our internal thinking as well is critical. Yeah, and the same tool, Think, Feel, Do, that we use when we're briefing Mm. agencies to think about the behaviour movement that we want to make with our consumers or our customers, it's the same great tool that you can use when you're really thinking about those stakeholders and what's their current perception of the state of play versus where you want to get them to, to make that change. You're right, there are so many things that we do as marketers that we can adopt in kind of getting that internal buy-in also. Yeah, and I love that think, feel, do. Simple, easy, you know, gets the thinking in the the right direction. It really does. So Denise, as someone who has developed marketing capability in many different organisations and, you know, you've led brands and teams both in the consumer and healthcare sectors, what difference do you see, if any at all, between the marketers' capabilities and competencies across those sectors and sectors as a whole? So I would say consumer is still ahead, right? I actually had a conversation probably just a couple of weeks ago where someone stops me in the lift and they said, look, we've not been doing digital for 20 years. And I was like, well, actually, I have been doing digital for 20 years because my career started in the consumer world. And that's when digital was starting. You were building websites there. You know, we're starting to look at like Facebook pages, et cetera. That was 20 years ago. But in pharma, the model has been much more sales focused. So it's been much more traditional in the sense that, and that comes from the complexity of the products, right? So the products are more complex, a lot more science-based, and therefore it warrants more of an in-depth conversation. But that is changing massively. And I think I was at the start of the sort of healthcare pharma evolution of how we move forward in marketing. And but that's only seven, eight years ago. But from then, I really see the sort of movement to progress much faster and, and, and move more forward has come very much from COVID. So there's been a realization now that we have to, you know, there is not what's the nice thing to do. We should be much more online, we should be much more in other channels, thinking about our customers or interacting with our customers in other ways. But I think since COVID, it's you know, the healthcare industry has been forced a lot more so because we didn't have the ability to let salespeople go and have those conversations directly face-to-face with our physicians. So it was a wake-up call to a lot of people, particularly, you know, sort of higher up in organizations where they had the intention to do this before. And now it's like, let's really get it done. So I think, you know, the difference is consumer is still further ahead today. But I think with the intellect and the type of people that we have within the healthcare industry, this trajectory of us catching up and being as good as what we'd say in consumer is really going to accelerate. And I would say within the next three to five years, we're going to be in a very different place because it is now a very serious agenda point for healthcare organisations to get this right. I it was quite interesting there what you were saying about, you know, consumer is ahead. And, you know, we make assumptions around consumer being ahead because, we have more access 
or we are more focused, should I say, in getting the insight from the actual person making decisions around the consumption or the purchase. And what I was hearing there as you were talking around the impact that COVID has had is that it allowed you to get closer to physicians and actually direct as opposed to indirect and probably even to the patients also. Do you think that is one of the key differences in the role of marketers in different organisations is how close can they actually get and the knowledge that they can actually attain from the differences in professions, different industries? Right. So within consumer, it's direct to consumer. So you are closer to the customer, right? You're having that one-to-one conversation directly with them. And because in the consumer landscape, there's less governance, there's less science, there's less complexity. Mm. So it's a more straightforward dialogue with your customer. Within pharma or healthcare, we're operating in a B2B model. There's somebody in the middle. And, you know, the ability to get that direct feedback from end customer, which is ultimately our patient, you know, but they are not the person who would buy the product. It adds a lot more complexity in how you understand their needs, but also how you're providing, solving for their problems as well. So it's not impossible. And I think we're definitely moving forward in it. But it's the approach of how we've come at it has been quite quite different and the history has been quite different to get us to where we are today. But where I think, you know, particularly in healthcare, one of our key strengths is on data, right? So I see the use of data massively beneficial in what we're doing because we have a lot of data, right? We do a lot of studies, we do lots of things and our ability to work with data is much more fluid. So that's definitely an area where we've got masses of potential. You know, I think another area of potential is our ability to take things that are highly complex and then simplify them as well. You know, that is a skill that's been brought up within the healthcare sector. So I think there's definite benefits in both areas, but I guess it's where they've come from, their closeness to the direct end user is slightly different, therefore raises different challenges in how that interaction takes place. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And actually the point you made about data, I wonder if you, because of being in such a regulated industry and also the fact that you are science-based, so data is something as an organisation and as an industry you've grown up with, you've already got that skill of being able to simplify and condense and refine that thinking into a single-minded thought, probably more so than consumer professions as well. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think we've probably got more, but then with more, it becomes more complex to get less. But I definitely think this is an area where we are definitely focused on and it's supporting our decision-making and how we can sort of solve the problems our customers and also our patients have. Again, linking to the models around how they've evolved, marketing is probably more or historically has been more in the driving seat from a consumer model versus in pharma, where probably more so it's been sales in the driving seat. And it's only now that we are investing heavily, upskilling our marketing organisation, bringing a lot more skill sets in from external pharma as well to get that balance. So that's probably been one of the, you know, sort of how the models have developed over time has resulted in who's driving that conversation, which is different. And I see that happen across many different professions when the orientation isn't marketing and either on the journey to becoming marketing or they're still sales or they're R&D or they're working. And those tension points throw change and those tension points of change throw changes in the skill set that we require of marketers because 
if it has, for example, been historically a sales-led organization and sales have written the strategy and sales have come to marketing saying, we need this, and they're very much a support function, the skills that those marketeers then need to possess around actually the ability to develop strategy themselves and do so based on insight and the commercial acumen to develop that and also model that financially and also to, as we were talking about earlier, really get the buy-in of the wider organization and face into kind of the commercial cross-functional realities takes a whole different set of skills. Whilst on top of all the things that we mentioned earlier around the fact that, you know, approaches are forever changing and the digitalization journey continues. So I think there is a real piece around if you do truly want that change, that marketing mindset change, to use your words, then you really do need to face into those changes around the competencies and skill set that your marketers and your organization have to facilitate that. Yeah, and I definitely see that journey has begun massively, right? So I would say this journey is probably, again, seven, eight years old, where marketing is becoming a lot more of the forefront and it's less driven by, you know, market sales requirement. It's becoming a lot more strategic. But to the point as well on, you know, from an industry perspective, when you're in healthcare, you're driven by your science. So you're much more around a product. You know, we will tell you everything that this products it has and you will come and find it and you will start prescribing it you will start you know recommending this to your patients versus from the consumer landscape which is much more about a brand right so it's much more about you know this is what's so unique about this you know this is why we are unique versus other products so you're really getting under the skin of branding rather than relying purely on science and again i would see that that is starting to close because you know with in healthcare, there are lots of products that do similar things. So we need to be better at understanding how do we brand our products? How do we understand what's going to help the patient better, but being really clear about what it's good at and what it's not good at as well. For you in your role as someone who is responsible for developing the marketers and their capabilities to deliver, has there been key areas and competencies that you have been focusing on upskilling your marketing teams in to make sure that they do adopt that marketing mindset and they do make those changes you've just described? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing some fantastic, I would like to say fantastic work, right, within... Uh, within I'm sure it is, having worked with you historically, Denise, I'm sure it is. <laughs> no, we're doing some fantastic work. We are, you know, specifically looking at marketing of the future. What will marketing look like for our new organisation? We're calling it modern marketing. And within that, there's traditional skills there which are still fundamentals, like being able to drive strategy, think about positioning of brands, you know, how do we forecast, all of these sort of traditional skills that we would expect to be within an organization. But a lot more we are, you know, really focusing down on those customer-centric type thinking, you know, bringing that clarity around omnichannel, design, execution, you know, how that goes and flows throughout the organization straight from the strategic side of our organization organization through into the execution piece. So yeah, I mean, these skills are fundamental. But again, going back to what's marketing capability, for us, it's not just focused on skills. Mm. It's understanding how those skills then operate within the organization when you're thinking much broader about processes, people, structure and strategy. So overlaying it with a holistic approach, but recognizing that there are some skills that we need to do the basics right, but there are some that we need to, you know, sort of upskill and and really focus on end-to-end within the organization. 
Wonderful. So Denise, you're quite clearly passionate about the role of marketeers. As a marketeer who's now led digital transformation and marketing excellence teams to help marketeers on their journey, I would love to hear your career highs and lows. I would say that the highs for me have really been when I'm part of the change, you know, when I'm part of the decision-making, when I'm part of where the organization is going, when I can see how I'm impacting brands and business. And, you know, some of the highlights that come to mind for me, I was part of the team that set up a new distribution network for Jack Daniels in the UK. You know, it used to go through a distribution model. We set up a new business. So I learned a lot, you know. And then another key area at GSK, I was part of the transformation, the at how we become more customer-centric there, leading a people work stream. So really at the forefront of the thinking, but also supporting the organizational change. And now, you know, today where I'm at Novartis, looking at the design of marketing, looking at the future for marketing at Novartis is, is just such an exciting space. So I guess in summary, it's like when you're part of the action, right? That's where you get real highs. When you're part of, you feel that your skills are able to support the business and the organization that you're in, that's when I get motivated. And then sort of on the reverse of that, from the low side, it's like when you're not part of that, right? So and a lot of that actually comes from the leaders you're with. You know, I've sort of reflected, when has it not been so good? When has it not been excited? It's, it's a lot of the time when you're not being heard, you know, you're not buying into the strategy of what's been said or that manager or that leader in particular that you're working for, you, you don't quite align with. So I guess it's you're either being part of it or when you're not part of it, then that's when you're, you're not yourself. You're not being able to be yourself. And I think you're not able to then get the best for the organization as well. I think it's a lot of people that'll be smiling and nodding along as they're listening to you there. And it's quite clear as I listen to you that there's potentially a value around collaboration and being able to have ownership as well in the work that you do so that you can drive the change and the support to do that, the belief in you to do that also. Trust as well, Abby, is a big thing. You know, it's like that trust of like you're empowered, you're trusted you know, go on and go on and do what's what's expected. I think that's really powerful as well. Yeah, and I think trust is a massive part to building an empowering mm. culture that's almost I trust you to do it and I trust that you're going to make the right decision and I'm going to let you crack on with that unless otherwise. And I really like how a lot more organizations are giving the autonomy and the trust to the marketers in their care and their team so that we can do things a lot quicker and so that we do build the bravery in our actions and you know we are spread thinly so actually less time spent being a politician means that more things are likely to reach the market as long as we can adopt that learning mindset. Couldn't agree more. Well, Denise, thank you so much so far for your time on today's podcast. We always finish with the following question. What one piece of advice would you give to marketers of tomorrow? Actually follows on to what you just said, Abby, which is, you know, continue to be curious. Don't stop growing and always ask those questions that you think, should I ask or should I not? And then on top of that, always ask yourself, am I adding value? Because if you keep adding value to your customers, if you keep adding value to the organization, then it's a win-win overall. I love that. Am I adding value? What a great yeah. piece of advice. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure to come and discuss the topics with you, Abby. Thank you.
Thank you for tuning in to the Whole Marketeer podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please do click follow below for more weekly podcasts. The Whole Marketer book is now available in all good bookstores. And to find out more about how Labyrinth can support and step change the growth of your brand or agency, go to www.labyrinthmarketing.co.uk. Thank you.